This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Lighthouse is a 2019 picture directed by Robert Eggers, maker of 2015's The Witch, which put him on the list for horror movie fans as a man to look out for in the future. We follow a man called Thomas Howard, played by Robert Pattinson, now firmly out of the reach of his notorious twilight years, who goes to work in a lighthouse as part of a two-man team, in which the other dude is a loony old man called Thomas Wake, played by William Dafoe, isolated and cut off from the world and shot in stunningly crisp and atmospheric black and white. The two men struggle to cling on to their sanity whilst carrying out their duties. I really liked this film. Even before you get into it, the very idea of a spooky lighthouse film with only two main characters and shot in black and white is a tantalising idea. And then the execution is so on point. It's a gorgeous looking film, gloomy, grim, atmospheric and mysterious, in perfect harmony with the film's tone. The sound design is magnificent, and it is one of the main reasons why the film has such an immersive, cold atmosphere. Sometimes you feel yourself shivering whilst watching the film, but in any case, it's one of those where, completely forgetting the story itself, you become lost in the film's atmosphere, and that's precisely what you want. The splashing of the waves against the rocks, the squawking of the seagulls, the repetitive, sinister lighthouse blare. William Dafoe's constant farting, it was a really great sounding film. The performances from the duo were terrific also. Pattinson is really proving himself to be a major player amongst Hollywood actors. He was transformative and completely convincing as this gaunt, burnt-out young man. And what needs to be said about Dafoe that hasn't been already? When you want someone to play a crazed weirdo, you give Dafoe a call. And whilst in many movies he's been a wacky supporting character, here he is front and centre, even though he isn't, you know, the main character, but he's carrying the film with a crazy strong performance as this old, grizzled lighthouse keeper who's clearly seen too much shit and not all his dogs are barking anymore. And when you put these two masculine personalities in a confined, restricted, claustrophobic environment where there is literally no colour, the results are something. You know, as serious as this film is, as intense and engrossing as it is, and it is a brilliantly eerie film, I found it funny as fuck. It was so funny, and intentionally too. It was funny in a natural way, like the movie acknowledges that even in the most serious situations we find ourselves in, from the outside looking in, things can be hilarious. And in general, I do find a lot of dramas really funny. And in a weird way, it's a gorge of how good I end up thinking it is. But like, say you take scenes completely out of context, 
you have mermaid sex, you have someone masturbating over a minuscule sculpture, you've got excessive farting, you've got a character cursing another in an epic, unblinking, one-take, legendary monologue, all because the guy thought his cooking was shit. You've got pillow humping, and one part which I'm sure went into octopus hentai territory. It's just a balmy, bizarre film, but I loved it so much because of how cracked it was. Of course, all the technical elements of the movie are on point, which opens the floor for discussion on what exactly the film is about. Spoiler territory here, of course. But one of the things I like about the film is the constant misdirection, and the fact that so many parts are left open to interpretation. And not in the way that you think a director has you know, flung a few things in front of the camera and then concluded filming. Not explaining anything, all in the name of artsy-fartsy cinema. But in the sense that different people will come away from this film having experienced a different film essentially. Your takeaway from the movie might be completely different from mine, and I would be really interested in seeing what people's thoughts are. One interpretation is obviously that poor Pattinson is going doolally in this environment, as a result of his surroundings and also his past guilt over the incident with his old work colleague catching up with him, and it doesn't help that he's only got an albeit good-natured but mental partner to help him. You can flip that on its head and say that Defoe's character was trying to drive Pattinson mad by gaslighting him, or maybe he didn't want Pattinson intruding on his weird relationship with that he has with that octopus thing, which might not even be real anyway. The Greek mythology links to the film are clear, the purgatory metaphor another strong explanation, and I, I've even heard a theory that the only real scene in the film is the final one, with Pattinson being eaten by the birds, and the rest of the film is a combination of his past and fantasies. In this interpretation, which I read online, the guy made numerous points to back up his case, like the constant irritating birds pecking away at Pattinson throughout the film was essentially a similitude to what was happening in real life to him. I don't necessarily agree with that outlook, but it's fascinating nonetheless, and part of the reason why I think this film was so interesting. And then you have, you know, the phallic symbolism of the lighthouse itself, with both men fighting to receive enlightenment from the tip, if you know what I mean. I like the Freudian aspect also, like the, uh, the ID, the ego, the superego theory, that the ID was the lighthouse, the ego was Pattinson, and Defoe the superego. I mean, they even had the same name in the film, which reminded me of Ingmar Bergman's persona with the whole thing about the melding psych. Lots and lots of interesting interpretations and theories, and in addition to what is already a really engrossing, atmospheric and superbly acted film, it makes it all the more greater. I give this film an 8 out of 10.